So let's get back into music. What, uh, so let's start with you. What got you into music and what kind of, uh, lit the fire to get you started? And then what were some of your, uh, first endeavors? Well, uh, what got me into music, I don't know. I don't know if I could blame it on my father or my mother. My, my father was in a, uh, he was a bass player in a, in a, some local band here in Kansas City. I remember a couple of their, their band names, but, uh, uh, I remember he was in bands. He was uh, apparently afraid of deodorant and uh, <laughs> whatever. But uh, very fond of drugs and alcohol, as most musicians are. Yeah. I remember also with my mother, she'd crank up a song that came on the radio, and she'd be like, "Who is this?" And if I get it wrong, she'd yell the name of the artist, like fucking you know, John Cougar, you know, or or fucking Bob Seger. And so eventually I, I became uh, very cognizant of, of who it was that was uh, on the radio. Like I had to be quick on the, quick on the draw too because I knew she was going to ask me. So I tried to and I tried to have it all the time. I still quiz myself on that. I, I don't thanks a lot, Mom. Thanks for that scar. Rest in pieces, ma'am. So that's uh, as far as the love of, of music and, and being aware of it and paying attention to it. I would I would blame probably more my mom for that than my than my dad. But uh, what was the what was part B of that question? Uh, first endeavors. First endeavors. Okay, so I I alluded to this earlier about how my friend Michael asked me to try out for this band. Uh, we had <laughs> okay. So for some reason, all right. So I I work in a in a warehouse, and uh, years ago for whatever reason, the warehouse the size of the warehouse doesn't merit the use of of uh, walkie-talkie calm calm systems, but um, for whatever reason, the warehouse manager at the time thought this was a good idea, so he decided to uh, get everybody a walkie-talkie, and it fizzled out pretty damn quick because nobody wanted to mess with it. The warehouse just wasn't big enough. It, you know, you could tell it was dead on its feet before it even went anywhere. So, uh, after the uh, the people that were supposed to use these walkie-talkies stopped using them. That's when people in my department started grabbing them and having fun with them. So uh, when the company owner, the boss man, had come around, we'd hop on the walkie-talkies and tell each other, bear in the woods, bear in the woods, bear in the woods. And so like that's that would be our little code code words or whatever for the bosses out, try to look busy, don't get caught, and you know get in trouble, get fired or whatever, get sent home. One day, uh, this is... Uh, I'm not a fan of this band, and it's embarrassing to even admit this but here you go so there was a there was there there's this band that maybe you've heard of them, a little, little band called godsmack and they had this song called voodoo off of one of their first or, or second albums and um like it, it was on the radio and i chimed in over the the walkie-talkie it was like i'm not the one that's so far away and you know whatever just kind of making fun of it <laughs> And uh, a friend of mine, uh, he was working elsewhere in, in, the, in the warehouse. He said uh, he overheard it. And he's like, hey, you ever thought about being in a band? And I didn't know this dude was in a band or played bass in a band or anything. I'm like, ah, I don't know. I kind of thought about it when I was a kid because I did. You know, I always wanted a guitar when I was a, a little kid. That's a, another story. Actually, it's probably part of the origin story. Maybe I'll come back to it. Maybe I won't. So... Uh, <laughs> he asked me if I ever wanted to be in a band. So next thing I know, I'm I'm auditioning for a band, and I have no idea what I'm doing. And it went uh, it went awful, and I wanted to get the hell out of there. 
because I felt like I didn't belong. These people were actual musicians that they could play songs, and the songs that I was uh, familiar with, and I had I didn't know them. I didn't know the songs because uh, I didn't listen to those bands all the time. But uh, so from there, it turned from that into a uh, like, hey, do uh, you think you could try out for this uh, for this band I'm putting together? It's a it's a Black Sabbath cover band, and uh, I didn't I didn't know Black Sabbath very well. I still got Black Sabbath and, and Ozzy songs mixed up thanks to the radio. You know, they'd say, uh, "Here's uh, Paranoid" from Ozzy Osbourne, and so like I would just equate that with Ozzy and not Black Sabbath because I I was an idiot, I guess. So from there, it was uh, uh, I tried out for that. I failed miserably, but I really did like the idea of it. it sounded like a lot of fun. So I I looked at the drummer. His name's Mike. I'll call him Mad Dog. I said, "Mad Dog, give me another week. I'm gonna study this." I'm going to actual disciple this these these lyrics and try to do better if you'll have me back. If not, it's cool. I totally get it. I suck. But, I mean, if you give me another chance, I'll come better prepared. And I did. And uh, and we ended up playing in that band for a couple different versions because uh, some people quit or got fired. And uh, new people got hired. And uh, we, we had a lot of fun with it. Ended up playing Uptown Theater, Davies Uptown, the Grand Emporium. Uh, we played uh, the Beaumont Club. We, we had fun with it. It was a lot of fun. And then from there, I wanted to start something original. So I, I started something, I think we called it Callist. Uh, a, a member from an old band called Shadow Faction. Uh, a couple uh, people that had not been in bands before. A guitar player from a band called Slit and... Uh, uh, we became Calist, which was spelled wrong, but it was uh, kind of an homage to uh, the uh, something, something like a mix between the the Hindu god Kali of uh, like death and lust, or I, I'm, I might be getting that wrong. I'm not sure. And Calist, um, or just being uh, hard worn over time, and that version of the band fizzled out so we got new members a, a couple new members and we called it uh severed path played lots of shows with that band and then that band disbanded and then i started up uh, into existence with ernie dilks the uh the member from slit that i was talking about before and uh, we got some some new members and still in that band now we're going through our third or fourth lineup change as as that happens, then uh, one day I get the call, just ask if I could pull double duty on uh, frontman duties and see if I could uh, help the guys <coughs> burn, burn the gates with uh, some material that they had unexpectedly available. And I said, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll give it a try. And burn the gates liked what I did, and they kept me around. That's kind of my story with it. The rest is history. Yeah, the rest is history. History in the making. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how far it goes. I'm a big fan of chasing that question mark in the sky. Just seeing how far things will go. Of course, we're in our, our 40s. Record labels aren't looking for people like us, mainly because we have jobs and families. We have uh, responsibilities that, that tie us to our home life, which is absolutely fine. We're not on tour constantly and living by the skin of our teeth. Uh, living that way or whatever, you know, hand to mouth. I get it. It's a very romantic notion. I wish I could chase the dream that in that in that manner, 
but life doesn't always hand you that uh, doesn't deal you that that hand so that's uh, that's where I'm at with uh, with this band and the other band and music in general